Jaden Ong owns the highest elevation winery that's more than 700 metres above sea level and can be five degrees cooler than the floor of the Yarra Valley. Something he thinks will help him produce internationally competitive quality wine in the next year or two. Meanwhile, he makes wine from four of his own vineyards and using selected fruit from growers in the region and others such as Mornington Peninsula. He welcomed this week's message that China might ease tariff restrictions as he had a strong China market, until the tariff war that is. I spoke to him this week about his wine business and his decision to open an urban winery in the town of Healesville. Jaden, welcome to Travel Writers Radio. Thanks for having me, Graham. You've been making wine there in the Yarra Valley for how long? Um, we moved the winery in 2020, actually. Okay. Um, I've been making wines in the Yarra Valley since 2012, um, but we've been situated outside the Yarra Valley GI up until 2020. Okay. And your decision to move into the valley, was that sort of, uh, well, obviously you found the land, but it wasn't just a marketing concept. No, I think the potential uh, for the Yarra Valley is very high in terms of you know growing you know, internationally competitive quality uh, fruit for making wine and probably more so particularly for Chardonnay that I was um, most interested by. Um, right. The Chardonnay, the Yarra Valley, has sort of got its own flavour. It's certainly not the big West Australian oaky stuff that we used that used to be produced it's almost mm-hmm. flinty in terms of what you can expect to, to find in the glass yeah I, I agree with that and i mean the yarra valley is actually quite a large uh, wine growing region it's over 3000 square kilometers what that allows for is a number or diversity essentially like in terms of vineyard sites as opposed to uh, some wine regions, uh, particularly in Europe, that are uh, situated, you know, the vineyards cheek by jowl. Here, the, the wine region itself is probably more an amalgamation of vineyard sites as opposed to having uh, some core generality or uh, similarity between the wines. And that does allow for, yeah, certainly making that flinty style, that more elegant style of Chardonnay, yeah. uh, as well as, you know, the valley floor, which is a lot warmer and, you know, can produce uh, a lot riper styles of Chardonnay. So are you citing yourself up on the on the hill, if I can put it that way, but in elevation? Yeah. Uh, what does that do for you? Does it give you cooler... Cool climate wine? Yeah, certainly. Like when, when I look at growing grapes, it's it's not merely one aspect or characteristic. It's it's certainly a, a series of characteristics which allow for growing a particular style or, you know, having the potential to grow a particular style. Uh, one of those aspects is certainly altitude. And as an example, you know, maybe during summer uh, when it's 30 degrees down on the valley floor, uh, up on the vineyard, it's probably about 25 degrees. Okay. And how, how much elevation do you have? Have you got an extra 1,000 feet or...? Yeah, we're, we're 700, nearly 700 metres above sea level. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that is that is a reasonable-sized hill. Might be the biggest one since the Dandenongs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, just behind us is uh, Mount Donabawang, which is I probably the largest well. in the region. Yeah, yeah at Warburton. Yeah, okay. Did it take you long to find this property? Um, did you yeah. deliberately go looking for something that high? We were searching for land where we could, and again, it was it was more a number of factors that 
eventuator that we chose uh, on top of Mount Toolby Wong, but certainly we were looking for a site to plant a unique vineyard and, you know, obviously with climate change and things, uh, certainly uh, and in that at that time, certainly after, you know, 2013 and 14 being very warm and then 2016 and 18 also very warm, we were looking for looking at a place where we could make or grow cool climate grapes long term. Right. Uh, Particularly so, for the Chardonnay. Were you mm. looking to overcome the ravages of climate change, which you could see sneaking up on you over those uh, couple of periods you've mentioned? It was certainly one of the factors of, you know, long-term planning. And I think, you know, those those vintages in a row, just, just you could fit, things were changing. And so even after, you know, the bushfires in 09, you could feel things changing. And for, for people who grow on the land, I think climate change is very, uh, very obvious, but... Um, yeah, maybe for not so much for the odd person who doesn't um, yeah, see things happening. So a little bit like uh, some of the Adelaide Hills vineyards who've got a microclimate effectively sort of sitting up there. Uh, do you feel you're in a, a microclimate environment? Yeah, look, there's, there's certainly uh, a number of differences on our site compared to, you know, at the bottom uh, of Mount Toolbiwong or in the foothills there of Mount Toolbiwong, even you know, Yarra Valley floor uh, vineyards yeah, it's quite it's quite different but like you say that that microclimate it's that combination of you know uh, sunlight uh, rainfall aspect altitude soil type uh, and then farming which uh, you know probably make the biggest differences now have you actually been able to taste the change look the or you haven't had enough vineyard of uh, vintages yet yeah, look, it's it's still a reasonably young vineyard. We we are getting fruit off it, uh, not enough to make a commercial uh, wine at this stage. Right. But looking uh, where we are in terms of that uh, journey, things are looking very promising. When do you think you'll have your first um, true local vintage? Oh, uh, it should be very very soon. Either you know this coming year or the following year. I think okay. we'll have the first one on the board, and that'll be Chardonnay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, are you doing any Pinot? Uh, we do make Pinot um, from one of our other sites uh, near Jembrook, and then we also work with a number of highly regarded growers in the Yarra Valley for uh, who grow Pinot Noir for us. Right. Well, I mean, that's uh, that's a legitimate uh, way to go because obviously you, your, your property can't be all things to all men, can it? No, correct, and I think um, I always think that Grapes are very good communicators of where they're grown and certain sites are very good for particular grape varieties. Um, and yeah, I believe our site, you know, it was in part it was gamble, you know, to think, oh, what would we plant up here and would we see success? And to some extent, what does success look like? But I feel that we're, we're on the right path. Right. Now you mentioned earlier that you'd like to have international quality coming uh, off the land up there. Do you aim to put your product into the international market? We we do currently export maybe six countries at the moment. We're right. looking forward to China coming back as well. I was going well. to say, are you sending any to China? Uh, yeah, we used to. Um, and uh, actually this week's been a, a week of positive advancement yeah. with uh, DFAT uh, having a releasing information on Monday afternoon and uh, actually Monday morning. It looks like there's been movement in China as well because our <laughs> importer over there contacted me and I was unsure if that was a coincidence or if it's, uh, yeah, everything is moving in the right direction. 
Jaden, does having an Asian name help? Look, it certainly helps locally. Like, uh, you know, there's uh, particularly Singaporean and Malaysian people, they, I think, um, they like to, those that live here and also those that holiday here, they certainly love to uh, come and see what Jaden Hong looks like. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> as I was saying to you off, off air, it's unusual in the wine industry to to see much variation from the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant farmer, I suppose. He would have been called it initially. But, you know, good on you. you you're obviously having a good go. Now, you've, you mentioned you've got some other wine-growing plots, if I could call them mm-hmm. that. Uh, but, but you've also got yourself there uh, on top of the mountain. You've got a destination for people who want to come and see what's going on. So talk to us a little bit about what you've got there. So on the mountain, we just have the vineyard. Uh, however, we did take over a building in mid-COVID 2020 uh, with the intention of building the new winery there, a custom-built facility, which we opened to the public in 2021, which is located in the hub of Healesville, just around the corner from uh, our good friends at Four Pillars and Peyton and Jones Wine. So like an urban winery, is it? Yeah, absolutely. We look... The Yarra Valley also suffers from phylloxera infestation, and uh, currently, one of, yes, no, yeah, I didn't still, know that. and it's it's not a case of you know if it's a case of when for most vineyards that they will get phylloxera at some stage, and that you know phylloxera can be easily transported by uh, on people's boots and clothing. Yeah. So whether it's via tourism or via workers or even as simple as um, wildlife can move move it from site to site so yeah we wanted to have the winery and sell it bar separate from the vineyard okay I, I get that I didn't I didn't realize the threat was as imminent as it sounds like it is yeah it's it's look it's a, one it's it's a sad reality that phylloxera is here in the Yarra Valley uh, but it'll also you know looking forward it, it gives us a unique opportunity to you know replant some of those vineyards whilst it's an expensive exercise replant some of those vineyards uh, potentially with varieties more suited to those sites now right and more resistant to phylloxera or yeah certainly on rootstock here yeah. right i think you'd be crazy if you uh, planted a new vineyard today without it going on rootstock right and i think the urban vineyard's a great idea i saw it in washington state uh you could walk down the main street of this little town and there was vineyard after vineyard represented by a shop front and you could taste the stuff and you could see images of the winery and talk to a winemaker. So it was a great idea. Rather than driving around the back blocks getting lost, you know. Yeah, logistically it's uh, you know, it's quite convenient, I think, not only for guests uh, who wanted to come and visit or who want to come and visit, but uh, also for, you know, transporting fruit and uh, yeah, all the things that go into making wine and, and serving wine. And every day, actually, that we're open, we'll we'll have a winemaker on duty, so they can talk to the guests about about the facts as opposed to the marketing. Yeah. Okay. Now, when I was talking to your wife earlier, she's the one who sort of contacted me initially. She mentioned that you also do some corporate events, and also you have a mobile wine experience offer that you you'll take a winemaker and some wines and, and go to a location to talk to people. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Look, we certainly uh, enjoy doing events. Um, and corporate events uh, is, is one category that we do a fair bit of work, actually, in terms of 
the ones off-site are very much seem to be for that company's, you know, VIP uh, clients. We take wines out. Uh, to a chosen site, whether it be their their uh, their venue or their office, or uh, maybe a you know a local restaurant where they're having a meet. Yeah, yeah. essentially where, where where they're catching up, and uh, yeah, we essentially provide uh, a tasting experience for them and their guests. Uh, which I think the last one that we did, uh, another company served food, um, and we served wine, and it was. Uh, yeah, it was a reasonably successful event, actually. Right. And do you also do that sort of thing on your premises? We do. Uh, we, we, we're open Friday to Sunday as a general rule for lunch and dinner, as well as uh, the wine experience, uh, which involves tasting wine and finding about finding out how it was made and where it's come from. And then uh, during the week, in the evenings, we also host uh, corporate guests, right? So and you, private events. Yeah, they would. That would be an offsite experience. Maybe they're having a meeting at you know the RACV up there, and they want to go out and uh, enjoy the evening, but learn a bit on the way. Yeah, absolutely, Graham. That's uh, yeah something that we, uh, to some degree, specialise in, I think. And, and how many can you cater for there? Uh, up to 150. Sit down. Off- yes, yeah, correct. Okay. And uh, do you bring a chef in or how do, how do you work food oh, into that? We, we have full-time chefs working for us. Oh, already. okay. So you've got a full kitchen in your facility there at Hillsville? Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah, correct. Graham Kemlo speaking with Yarra Valley winemaker Jaden Ong there. For more information, visit jadenong.com.